Hello, humans. This is Lizard. And this is Captain Pandahook. <laughs> I'm now just visualing, visualing visualizing. a panda. Visualizing. Words are hard. A panda with a hook for a hand. And it's very interesting. Bamboo hook. Ooh, yes. Even better. Mm -hmm. I love it. Made out of bamboo. Yes. Anyway, this is our next episode of Lizard and Panda Take on Cinema. Woo! -woo! And what movie news do you have for us today? Yes, movie news. I'm going to get the sad thing out the way now. Lance Reddick. Ugh, I'm that, shaking my head. Yeah, that, 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 that one hurt. All these people are dying in their 60s, and it makes me want to put my parents into a bubble because they are in their 60s. I need to tell them that. I need to tell them you have no choice. You're going into a bubble. Go in right now. My, shoo, pa shoo. my parents are all either in their 60s, like way past their 60s. Heading into seventies, or my dad in my dad's case, he's heading towards his eighties. It's so sad. All these good people too. Why can't it be yeah. the assholes? <laughs> so those that don't know, um, other roles that Lance Reddick has been in, uh, Lost. Lost. Sorry, <laughs> I loved him in Lost. He was cool. <laughs> um, he was a concierge in the John Wick series, mm -hmm. and he was supposed to star in his own series that was spinoff from mm -hmm. John Wick. Yep. Um, Cedric Daniels in The Wire. Uh, he played Papa Legba in American Horror Story. And the man that the stupid white girl in Virginia decided to call upon mm -hmm. and then died. Yeah. I will never think, like, I will never stop thinking about that. Mm-hmm. I will see, like, that demon's face, and that's all I will think about. And being a huge Destiny player, both Brian and myself, and we're both Titans, too. We lost our leader, Zavala. Oh. And he was playing Destiny the day before he died. Yeah. That's the worst part. Like, he was actually a fan. Mm-hmm. So now, if you play Destiny, where the character Zavala stands, there's been nothing but players um, pretty much going up to the character as a memorial. Aw. Oh, so sad. I'm sad. Okay, now let's take that sadness and put it all the way deep inside like usual. Yes, that's a, that's healthy, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so Jack Black and the Farley brothers, Peter and Bobby, that did um, they've done movies like D -d 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 Dumb and Dumber, Shallow Hal, etc. I don't remember what else. Uh, yeah, they're teaming up again for a new movie called Dear Santa. It's about a little kid who writes a letter to Santa Claus, but mixes up his letters, so he ends up sending it to Satan instead. Oh, I know what I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fucking amazing. I love it. I love it. Um, let's see. Uh, Smile director Parker Finn signs a new contract with Paramount to do Smile 2. I did hear about that. So we get Smile 2. I actually did enjoy the first one. I finally watched it. I liked so, it. What was it? Like two months ago or some shit? That sounds about right. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was good. Okay, what else? Uh, some news from uh, the DC side of things. Uh, James Gunn is not only writing, but now he's directing Superman Legacy. Yes, I did hear about that. Uh, with the first plot synopsis being... it. Tells the story of Superman's journey to reconcile his Kryptonian heritage with 
his human upbringing as Clark Kent of Smallville, Kansas. He is the embodiment of truth, justice, and the American way, guided by human kindness in a world that sees kindness as old-fashioned. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I know. I was talking to Brian about it on Saturday. How, like, what you and I have been talking about, how these people complaining, being like, oh my god, he's gonna ruin it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, guys. The movie's not even out yet. Can we just wait until the movie comes out? <gasps> Maybe be, like, if the trailer is kind of worrisome, maybe say something then. However, but even then, even then, just wait until the movie comes, wait until it starts. Just wait until it starts. Yeah. But, either way, I'm really excited for what he could do, especially, like, if he's going with how I picture what Superman actually represents and not, like, the whole fucking, he's a dickbag like he usually is. Right. Um, yeah, I think James Gunn can capture that. I think so. You could you could see elements of like that more um, emotional side mm-hmm. with all the Guardians movies. Well, because that's another thing. It's a few people have made a comment on. They're af- they are afraid that he's going to make it goofy like the Marvel movies, and because they're bringing up him and Taika Waititi. But like the. Guardians movies haven't really been, like, silly, silly. Like, huh. Like, yeah, they have goofball moments, but, like... They've all, always been rooted in something either traumatic or getting past something traumatic. Exactly. And even the third movie, just by watching the trailer, you can see that this is going to be emotional as fuck. Yeah. Like, people, like, like you're grasping at straws here. Like, you're literally grasping yeah. at straws. And I'm just like, just relax. Everybody take... Your fucking dick out of Zack Schneider's ass for long enough for you to realize, hey, we might be okay. <laughs> I swear to God, that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, don't get me started. I did like the fucking uh, Zack Snyder Justice League movie. Right. Leagues better than fucking Josh Whedon's. But again, I don't mind seeing something new if it's done right. And again, we've liked everything else that James Gunn has put out. Went yeah. there. Sorry, everybody. I'm about to open up my bag of chips. Do it. I'm, like, really hungry today. <laughs> I'm just, like, no, I'm not pregnant. I'm not. I've been very good. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Now jump into Marvel. Marvel is now looking to sue parties involved with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium leaks. Including cease and desist orders and um, actual like full force legal battle type things. Pretty much blaming the failure of um, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania's uh, box office on leaks. I'm like, uh, no. 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 Have you seen it yet? I haven't seen it yet, but Pretty much, I, I know what the consensus of what people have said. It's okay. Yeah. It's entertaining. But it's okay. Yeah. Like, don't be butthurt and fucking just attack these people just because, like, your movie isn't doing that good. The leaks have nothing to do with it because if the leaks had something to do with it, Spider-Man Far From Home, which had its entire fucking plot leaked months ahead of the movie's release, banged out box office. Yep.
But either way, more on Marvel. Uh, Marvel Studios president of uh, uh, that, 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 of physical and post production, uh, VFX and animation. Victoria Alonso unexpectedly leaves the company after first joining back in tw- uh, two thousand six. Um, I've seen mixed reports about why she left. There, there's no official reason why she left, but. There's some people saying that's because she was actually the cause of all the um, the stress that's been put on Marvel VFX artists. Hmm. But I've also seen people saying that all that is bullshit, and from their opinion, they you know interacted with her, and they haven't seen anything of that sort. So who knows? Yeah. Either way, she's been in the company for like 17 years. Kind of sounds like Kenny when he got fired from Sesame. Oh, I thought you were just talking like Kenny is like abusive or something. No. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, let's see. More from Marvel. Um, so, there's a certain actor that has officially been um, cast in a Marvel role for Thunderbolts. We, have, we don't know the role yet. Oh. Steven Young? Yes. Oh, okay, yes. No, they're saying that it's possibly one of two people, either Sentry or Amadeus Cho. Um, I don't mind Amadeus Cho, but I feel like we don't need any more Hulk shit going on. Make him Sentry. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, either way, he's going to be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's been killing it, anything that he does. Mm-hmm. So, I'm excited. Let's see what else I have. Uh Oh. Eli Roth is directing a Thanksgiving horror movie based off of the fake trailer that was in Grindhouse. Bring it. Mm-hmm. Bring it. I'll watch it. I don't care. <laughs> uh, it's supposed to star um, some TikTok chick named Addison Ray. I, 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 I don't know who she is. No idea. I remember hearing all the, the, the young Thundercats all, when I used to work at Sesame talking about Addison Ray, how she was so hot and shit like that. So, I'm like, okay, whatever. Sure, okay. As long as she act, either acts good or she gets killed off in a gruesome way, I'm okay with either of them. Yep, no. Either way works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we've only heard that this, mo- this movie, the series, was um, in the works, but nothing was official yet until now. HBO Max officially greenlit Welcome to Dairy. Finally. Yeah. They won't um, even talk about it for, like, ever now. <laughs> Since the sequel came out, at least. I think it's been like two, three years now. Since they started talking about it. Yeah, because the first one <clears throat> came out in 2019. Mm-hmm. And 2020 was the... Right? 2020. Or maybe 18 was chapter one, and then 19. No, I think eight... No, chapter one, I think, was 2017. We have the technology. Yeah, right. Because I was thinking 1920s, so like, wait, no, that doesn't make any sense. Because 2020, we were still having, like, COVID issues. Yeah. Wait, no. 2017. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, chapter 2 came out 2019. Really? I thought it was, like, a year after. No, it was two years. Hmm. Remember, that's why they had to de-age them. Hey, I mean, kids grow fast, man. Yeah. Even in one year, like, they grow pretty fucking fast. <laughs> no, either way, uh, Andy Muschietti... And uh, Barbara Muschietti will both return to have some form part in the show. But also, Andy Muschietti will be directing the first episode and a couple other episodes within the the, the um, series. I'm going to watch it. 
Yeah. Obviously, Stephen, Stephen King gave his go-ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else we have. Uh, Deadpool 2 star Jack Kessie um, is cast as the new Hellboy in a new Hellboy re- uh, reboot. So we're getting another Hellboy. Which one was he again? I think he's um, Colossus. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Even though he doesn't look like that at all. Mm-mm. Uh, so it's going to be called Hellboy and the Crooked Man. So it's based off of the actual graphic novel of Hellboy and the Crooked Man that came out back in the day. Mm-hmm. And Mike McMogo is supposed to have a part in this, too. Oh, nice. Uh says the new film will see Hellboy and a rookie BPRD agent stranded in 1950s rural Appalachia. Uh, there they discover a small community haunted by witches led by a local devil with a troubling connection to Hellboy's past, the Crooked Man. Again, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. I saw the David Harbour one. It wasn't that good. I haven't seen it. But I did hear bad things about it. It wasn't that good. Like he he tried. He really did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dead by Daylight is getting a uh, movie. Hmm. So that's gonna be in development from Blumhouse. They do everything. They've been doing the fucking um, Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Yep. Which I already heard that there were screenings of the first ten minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm. Top notch. Top notch. From what I heard. And finally, um, Legendary Pictures taps Jonathan Crystal, who's done uh, Tim and Eric, The Crow Show, Moonbase 8, and Portlandia to direct Pokemon Detective Pikachu 2. Oh boy. I enjoyed the first one. Yes, I did too. <laughs> Very much so. And plus, I just love living in the world of Pokemon. That's completely fair. Mm-hmm. Completely understandable. Um, <clears throat> have you heard... Are you done with your movie news? Yes. All right. Have you heard about um, the talkings of the new Evil Dead movie? No, nothing recently. It currently has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Holy <laughs> shiky. And I think I could be wrong here, but like... Eight point something out of ten, or no, nine point something out of ten on IMDb right now. And I'm hearing that it is like amazing as fuck. I can't wait. I'm so excited for this movie. I'm seeing it in theaters. I don't care who I have to trample to get to it. I don't really think I have to trample anybody because the movie theaters are not as hot as they used to be. But still, we should take Sage. (laughs) And <laughs> be like, 1981! So I'm saying that with that movie coming out, we should definitely do the first Evil Dead movie. Like, the closer to that release date. Yeah. Yep, 100%. First Evil Dead or Evil Dead 2? They're both technically Evil Dead 1, technically. I say the first one. Because that one came out in 1981. 81. But Evil Dead 2 is like the perfected version of Evil Dead 1. I know, but this is the one that started it all. Fine. <laughs> um, there was one other thing that I saw recently. That came to my mind like two minutes ago. And it may have flown the coop. 
Oh, they're making a fall too. The two was full? Is that one with <gasps> the, the, the tower thing? Yeah. The oh. two girls who decided to climb that long ass tower. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I shared a post about it on Facebook. And I was like, look, man, the first one, it was enjoyable. <clears throat> doesn't need a sequel. No. It really doesn't. Did Sharknado need a sequel? Though? Yes. <laughs> That's a different story. <laughs> does Llama get in need a sequel? Uh, that one absolutely does. 100%, obviously. Does the Crow need a sequel? No. <laughs> Even though it already has. Sequels. Yeah, I know, but still. But uh, yeah, I saw that and I was like, why? Why? We don't, we don't need to. Like, I understand we're like the past couple, however many years, we've been living in an age of sequels and remakes. But like, there are some things... Yes, I'm all for other things where I'm like, why? Yeah, like, if they were to announce Barbarian 2, I don't really need it. Yeah, no. I want different projects with that director. Yes. But I don't, no, we don't need a Barbarian 2. As much as I love the first one, and I will continuously watch it. But that's just my viewpoints. At the end of the day, it's all about money. Yeah. People yeah. do what they want to make money, which I'm like, fine, whatever, whatever. But, yeah. That's it. Okay. All right. And movies that I have seen, I have a couple. First one I have is We Have a Ghost. Mm -hmm. That came out in February. Right? February? Yeah, February. Um, with Anthony Mackie and also David Harbour, um, including um, up-and-comer Jahi Diallo Winston. Niles Fitch and then Erica Ash was also in it. Um, basically, the premise was I don't know if you saw anything about it. It's a Netflix original, um, which we all know those can go either way. Um, basically, it's the premise of Anthony Mackie and his wife, Erica Nash. They purchase a very broken down major fixer upper house mm. with their kids. Um, Kevin, and I forget the brother's name. <coughs> Always a fucking Kevin. But we like this Kevin. Yeah. Um, yes, they move into a broken down house in a new like neighborhood and everything. Basically kind of a start over kind of a situation. And Kevin, the youngest of the two siblings, he finds a ghost lives in the house, played by David Harper. Mm-hmm. And he's focused on trying to figure out why he's a ghost and why he can't move on. Because, you know, the whole shebang. It's either the tragic death or un unfinished business, blah, blah, blah. Whereas Anthony Mackie's character and everybody else in the family, but mostly him, he gets this video on the internet of this ghost and then becomes, like, this whole family becomes, like, hugely famous because of this ghost and he's doing all that he can to make money off of it. Mm -hmm. Um... Really good, actually. I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny a lot of the times. Hmm. And I definitely like this new actor, Jahi Diallo. I really hope I'm spelling saying that right. Winston, who plays Kevin, the younger brother. I really liked him a lot. I thought he was really good. Um, and David Harper, obviously. He The thing with him, though, is that he, he's a ghost, but he can't talk. Hmm. Like, when Kevin would ask him, like, oh, you can't talk? And he would just shake his head and be like, why? And he would just shrug. Basically, like, 
he can make noises like Ooh, or like ah or something like that but that's pretty much it gotcha and just david he's amazing at acting because he does so well with not even needing to say a word hmm. and i love it i think you would enjoy it too it's on netflix it's enjoyable it's nothing like profoundly amazing but it's better than a lot of other netflix originals yeah and it's fun it's enjoyable i'll have to check it out yes also um <clears throat> i forgot to write her name down and now i'm spacing on her name you're to look like the fourth of july makes me want a hot dog real bad oh um america's milk yes jennifer coolidge yes jennifer coolidge yes she's in it as well very brief but she still, of course, in that very brief time, does amazing. So, I can't complain. Um, and also, what was funny is I saw a TikTok video with this movie where the wife, she goes, We are not going to be like every stupid white family that stays. We are moving. We are leaving. And someone did a TikTok of it saying, racist or no? With a question mark. And I'm like, No. Because have you seen every single horror movie ever? Yeah. It's always white people. That is why black people are smarter when it comes to those situations. We, even as a society, when we see something, we're like, oh, look at that cool cave. I'm going to check it out. Oh, that was a weird noise. I'm going to go investigate. No, our lovely people of color friends, they will legit see or hear any of that and be like, nope, and just walk away. <laughs> see, the thing is that the melanin, it, it acts like a, a spider sense in a, in, a, in a way. So, like, when we see some, some out-of-pocket shit, you get the melanin senses. You're like, mm-mm, uh -uh. don't go in there. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Mm -hmm. Not doing that. Absolutely not. And then there's people like me who are pale as a sheet or a ghost, and I want to be haunted. <laughs> I just want it to happen to me. I just want to experience a ghost haunting just once in my life. That's all I want. And I've experienced it, experienced it too many times. Yes, and I hate you for it. <laughs> but, yes, that, that was We Have a Ghost. And then the other one I saw was 65. I saw that in theaters with Brian. Mm -hmm. The one with Adam Driver where, you know, he's on a spaceship and he crash lands on Earth where there's dinosaurs. And everybody on their ship has died except one, a human child. And they have to find a way to get home. Eh? 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 There were cool moments. I personally thought that the dinosaurs really looked cool. A lot of people, or not a lot of people, it's kind of half and half. Like, there are half of them who say that they thought the dinosaurs looked really cool. Other half says, like, oh, God, the dinosaurs looked awful. Me, I thought the space scenes looked awful. That CGI was pretty bad. Hmm. And a lot of time, it felt like it didn't really know what it wanted to be. It kind of felt like it was trying to be, like, action slash sci-fi slash drama slash thriller. Like, it, it felt like it didn't know what it wanted. So, it kind of just threw everything in there. And it wasn't paced well with that. Too many chefs in the kitchen? Kind of. Mm. That's kind of how it felt. Um, It was entertaining. Like, I wouldn't say it's the worst movie in the world. But eh, it could have been a lot better. In my opinion. That's fair enough. It's like the, the, not, not Gemini Man. What's the other one that came out with Will Smith? Oh, the, uh, the, that was actually what a lot of people compared it to. Um, the, the, the one with his son. Yeah. Last Earth? Something Earth. 
Quiet Earth. No. No. Last of Earth. I don't know. Something Earth. Something Earth. But like a definitely Earth is involved. fucking movie. Exactly. It kind of sixty five kind of felt like the same way, and a lot of people were comparing that to that movie. Um, and it felt like just kind of a forgettable movie. Like it was enjoyable to watch with Brian on a Sunday afternoon, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I got to say about that. And then you and I, with some friends of ours, went to go see Scream 6. Yeah. And I loved it. Yes. Honestly, I liked it better than Scream 5. Same. It, it just, uh, there were some things, I'm not going to like completely spoil it, but there's some things that I'm like, <sighs> I kind of wish they just followed through with that. Like, I I wish at the very end they were like, oh, never mind. Where it's like, okay, you probably could have just followed through with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, the killers, like that kind of part was disappointed slightly. Yeah. Like, I feel like that could have been better. Also, I'm still proud of myself, though, that I called it. I knew from, like, the minute that one person said that exact sentence, I was like... I figured it out. I figured it out already. And then by the end of the movie, I was like, oh, I was right. I felt very proud of myself. I was just happy about <laughs> to see Jenna Ortega on screen. That's all I'm saying. And she was wonderful. I loved her so much. I'm just loving her in anything that she's in. Uh, but I love the kills. I thought that that was really cool. We got Kirby back, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. Um, I personally loved her style because I was like, yes, yes, that is me. That is my style. Even though um, I feel like that would not be practical for uh, a... FBI agent? Yeah. Yeah, no. I Because I'm pretty sure that they mostly wear, like, suits. Yeah. And heels. Like, they have to look, like, super business-like and professional, which I don't understand completely. Because I'm pretty sure even when, like, they're out... I could be wrong. And it, people can tell me I'm wrong. Because I don't... I don't know. I've never been a part of the FBI. Pretty sure even when, like, they're out on the field, like... They have to wear, like, some sort of, like, nice look, nicer-looking pants and, mm-hmm. like, rolled-up sleeve shirt or something. I don't know. I also just mostly watch Criminal Minds when it comes <laughs> to the FBI stuff. So, I'm just basing this off of what they're wearing. CSI. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Um, but I thought that Melissa Barre- Barrera. Yeah. I loved her. Mm-hmm. I definitely loved her more in <clears throat> this than the previous movie. Agreed. Because anybody who's watched the previous movie, spoiler alert if you haven't and you don't want to hear this. Um, uh, I keep wanting to say Skeet, but that's the actor's name. Billy Lewis is her dad. And she's also fighting with her like sides where she's just like, Am I crazy like my dad or am I just like, you know, making myself think this way? I don't know. But just those moments where you just see her eyes shift where like she's completely normal and then they just suddenly do this drastic shift where Mm -hmm. she's just has the crazy eyes going. And I'm like, oh, this is nice. Also, I love the twins. Yeah. They're great. I love the twins so much. No, I'm not going to say it's spoilers. (laughs) I know what you're thinking, though. Like, I'm pretty sure I know what you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. Yeah, that was a little... Uh. <laughs> it's like, 
But also, you could say the same thing for Dewey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's going to be the next uh, Ghostface. Yeah, right. <laughs> so actually Dewey. At this point. <laughs> um, and then the last one that I have is Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Brian and I went to go see that on Saturday. What'd you think? Because I keep on hearing horrible things about this movie. All right. Nobody scream at me for this. I am entitled to have my own opinion. It's the reverse. I, I kind of liked it more than the first. Like, I'm not saying it was the most amazing yeah, movie yeah. ever. But, like, and it, 100%, like, I understand everybody, like, the flaws. And I see the flaws. Like, the villains were kind of, like, meh. And I see where everybody is also saying things like, uh, they wrote, um... Zach Levi? Yes. Okay, I said his last name right this time? Yes. Okay. I understand people's points where they're saying how, like, he's just kind of more stupid than this when Billy is supposed to be, like, older. But at the same time, I'm also like, okay, he's only, like, turning 18. I'm sorry, but 18-year-olds are not that mature. If anything, in my opinion, they're worse. Because at that point they think, oh, I'm an, I'm becoming an adult. I can do all this cool stuff. I'm invincible. Where it's like, nah, my dude, just because you're legally in the eyes of the law, 18 and an adult, does not mean that you're actually an adult. You're a child. Get over it. Anyway, that's my own opinion. So in my mind, I saw the way that Zach's way of Shazam was kind of more of like Billy freaking out and trying to like grasp with being a kid and just kind of like kind of a mix of like trying to do the adult thing but then also not wanting to let go of being a kid like I that's what I see where everybody yeah. else just thinks that he's stupid I kind of see like that brain kind of panicking and being like I'm gonna make stupid decisions because I'm panicking because I know I do that and it was fun. I hmm. thought it was fun. And also, Danny, do you know how many slow motion scenes there were? Two. Two. Oh. I thought you were holding up three. No. <laughs> and I was like, two. Black Adam had like 50. <sighs> Most of them had like 60. I didn't mind it. I don't like slow motion. I just find it so lazy. Where I'm just like, come on, man. Is that the only thing that you have to make this look cool? Slow motion. Come on. But yeah, and Shazam, there was like barely any. And also, I will say this, spoiler alert, if this is a big spoiler alert, but unicorns are cool. Specifically in this movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, I love unicorns in general. Specifically the one in Cabin in the Woods. Yes. Because that's my favorite unicorn of all time. However, these ones are cool looking. And I kind of want, like, the general norm to be these unicorns. Like badass unicorns? Yeah. I was like, okay. Not the girly man unicorns, yeah. I mean, girly, fine too. Whatever, like, fits people's preference. But for my preference, it's definitely these ones. Because, <laughs> you know, life is just a dark black abyss of nothingness. I only wear black. It's sometimes a very, very dark gray. That's why I like the, the, the black pe uh, Pegasus from um, Clash of the Titans. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. Also, the black Pegasus in... Um, Fantasia. Mm. And that one part where all the, like, Pegasus and stuff, there are black ones. And yeah. I remember being a kid and being like, that one looks cool. I like that one. Because, you know, even as a child, I was just dark. Dark, dark, dark. 
but I already forgot it. Okay, oh, right. yeah, 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 that. But yeah, shoot me, yell at me, scream at me. I don't care. I'm entitled to have my own opinion. I'm not going to go around telling people, you're wrong. You're wrong. Like, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel, my dude. Like, but let me enjoy what I enjoy. Let me hate what I hate. Yeah. That's like, uh, so at work, now that, you know, I've been watching One Piece and one that. Yes. I have my coworkers that also watch anime, but. One specifically doesn't like One Piece. And he makes it known that he doesn't like One Piece. So he'll start trying to, like, egg me on. Like, to get a reaction out of me. Like, oh, you're still watching that piece of shit show? Oh, you know, what's better than that? This. And I'm like, okay, you're entitled to your opinion. Good for you. <laughs> that, that It doesn't affect me at all. I'm still going to... You're saying what you're saying is not going to make me like the, le- the show any less. Yep. It's like, you know, I'm not into anime. Like, I I have tried. I really have. And I just can't get into it. Maybe eventually something will be like, oh, that's actually really cool. But, like, when you and Brian both talk about anime, I'm usually just like, oh, okay. Like, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's going, most of the time it's going through one year and out the other. But I'm like, okay. (laughs) Like, yeah. Sure. But the next, today's, this week's. Just say Every possible date except for the one that you actually wanted to say. I don't even know what I wanted to say, to be honest. I think this my hour, brain... This seconds. <laughs> At this moment here in time, on this planet Earth and our solar, solar system, this episode will be all about Hook. Schmook. With Robin Williams, may he rest in peace. Mm. I'm still sad, and I don't think I ever will not be sad. Him and Kevin Conroy and Carrie Fisher and Chester Bennington, I will forever be sad. Until the day I die. I'm sure there's going to be more in the future that I'm going to add on to that list. Tim Curry. Uh, don't you dare. You, I don't. 20 years. I feel like that's reasonable. I have to die first. <laughs> um, but yes, Hook uh, was released December 11th, 1991. A couple years before I was born. Before, no, you were born 2092. I was about to say 22. <laughs> yeah, you were just born last year, Panda. Mm-hmm. You look great. Um, directed by Steven Spielberg. Obviously, I keep saying the things that this man has done, and I probably said the he same things over and over and over thing. again. Yeah, pretty much. This like, man's done did er thing. Yeah, pretty much. Like, that's that's what you get, actually, this time. I'm just going to include this time the Fableman, beca- the Fablemans, because that's the most recent movie. Um... Written by James V. Hart. Um, he did the story in the screenplay, and he also did Dracula from 1992, Muppet Treasure Island, Lara Croft Tomb Raider, uh, The Cradle of Life. Uh, we also have Nick Castle, who was, did the screen story. Really? Yes. He was actually supposed to direct this movie. Huh. But then Sp- Steven Spielberg was showing interest, and they're like, wait, never mind. Hey, Nick Castle. And they gave him, like, a shit ton of money to, like, write. And he was like, yeah, sure, I don't care. I mean, like, by the way, for anybody who doesn't know, Nick Castle is The Shape, otherwise known as Michael Myers. Myers, Michael. Yes. Um, but he also did... The Shape Who Shagged Me. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But he also did Escape from New York and Escape from L.A. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Malia... Scott Schmarmo, who did the screenplay, and I didn't write anything down, so I don't think I recognized anything that they did. Fair enough. Um, the composer, yet again, we got John Williams. Again, he did 
everything. I didn't even have to look that up. I knew it was John Williams. Like, you can tell when it's a John Williams score. Yeah, he definitely has a very distinct score. Because it's a score that just kicks you right in the nostalgia. Oh, absolutely. It's absolutely wonderful every single time. Mm-hmm. Uh, cinematographer, we have Dean Kundi. 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 I've heard of him before. Yeah, he did Halloween, The Fog, Escape from New York, The Thing, Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Jurassic Park and Camp Rock. Uh, cast, we have Dustin Hoffman, who plays Captain Hook. Wonderfully, I think, in my opinion. In my, yes, I agree 100%. He's mm. fantastic. <sighs> Robin Williams mm. plays Peter Banning, a.k.a. Peter Pan. Did you find this movie more emotional watching this time around? Oh, absolutely. I honestly, I may not have watched it since... Before, before his, he died. Same. Like, the more I was watching it, the more I was like, I don't think I've seen this movie, like, since, like, then. Yeah. But, yeah, 100%. I was definitely emotional. Once, like, we were kicking into the gear of him becoming, like, a kid again, 100%. I was like, and now I'm sad. Now I'm depressed. Oh, 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 oh more, we'll get more into that. Yeah, we'll get more into that. Uh, Julie Roberts plays Tinkerbell. Bob Hoskins plays Smee. Maggie Smith. Yes. Oh, Professor McGonagall. I love her so much. I love her. But she plays Granny Wendy. Uh, Caroline Goodall plays Moira Banning. Charlie Cosmo plays Jack Banning. Amber Scott plays Maggie Banning. Uh, We have Laurel Cronin playing Liza, the housekeeper. Mm -hmm. Phil Collins plays Inspector Good. Very small part, but I had to throw that in there. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes, she was also in there as well for a hot minute. As teenage Wendy. Uh-huh. Uh, Arthur Millay played Toodles. And then we have the Lost Boys. Isaiah Robinson, Pockets. Jason Fisher plays Ace. Dante Basco plays Rufio. Love him. Prince Zuko. Rushon. Yes, that's true. Hum, hum, Hammond Hammond plays Thudbutt. James Matteo plays Don't Ask. Thomas Tulik plays Too Small. Alex Zuckerman plays Latch Boy. And Ahmed Stoner plays No Nap. That's an amazing last name. <laughs> Seriously, it's just great. Everything is just great. Um, who the ratings? So, I'm going to save the monstrosity one for last. IMDb, 6.8 out of 10. Metascore, 52%. Letterbox, 3.3 out of 5. 80% of Google users like this movie. And then for Rotten Tomatoes, we have the audience score of 76%, but then the Rotten Tomatoes score is 29%. Someone smacked them. I call blasphemy. 100% blasphemy on Rotten Tomatoes because no. Good for you for giving 100% for the new Evil Dead movie, even though I haven't seen it yet. Cool. Uh, however, Hook, you're wrong. Yeah. You're, you're just wrong. Plain I was simple. even talking about it with my with my chiropractor. And he was even like, that's outlandish. Why yeah. would that movie be that low? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying it's the most perfect movie ever. And obviously it has its flaws, in my opinion. But we'll, we'll get to it. But, like, they're, they're wrong. Mm-hmm. They're wrong. They're just wrong. Um, and then the tagline we have, they had quite a few, so I had to pick one. Uh, to live would be an awfully big adventure. Mm. 
That just made me sad. And then awards-wise, it received six wins and 23 nominations, including nominated for five Oscars. Uh, production company Amblin Entertainment, which is Steven Spielberg's uh, production company. Mm-hmm. And distributed by TriStar Pictures. Budget of $70 million and a box office earning of $300.9 million. Then uh, you can find this movie online for free if you have uh, HBO Max or mm-hmm. Philo. Premium subscription if you have Sling TV or Amazon Prime. Uh, $3.89 for both YouTube and Google Play. And three ninety nine from Apple TV and Redbox. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah. And not available on uh, YouTube TV. Not available? Yeah. No. I watched it recently on HBO Max. Same. All right. So with Hook, we start off with... I need to get to the actual notes I'm supposed to be at. School play. Yes, the school play. Um, and they are watching Peter Pan. Pe- Peter Pan. Peter Pan, the play. Peter in the movie. Yes. That'd be interesting. <laughs> um, and their daughter, Maggie, is in it. Mm-hmm. And she's playing Wendy. Um, and it's very obvious that the mom is like, Oh my gosh, she's doing so great. And at first, the dad, Peter, is, like, interested in the show. But then as soon as that phone rings, man, Mm -hmm. he's very quick to answer it and talk business. He kind of says a little bit like, oh, I'm at my daughter's play. But then he's like, oh, and then just gets into the conversation where mom, Moira, is like, honey, you're missing it. Hello, you're missing it. Mm -hmm. To which, like, the son already makes it, like, worrisome that... Because he hears that he has a meeting the next day. And he's like, but my baseball game. Oh, don't worry. Like, my, my word is my bond. I will I will be at your baseball game. Obviously, we come to find out later that he misses the game. Because, you know, work is more important. Yeah. He's a lawyer. Which, I understand. I do get the mindset with parents of, like, they're, like, rich parents. I guess I will never be that parent. So, <sighs> I get the mindset of, like, they're trying to make sure that the kids can have a life where they're, like, comfortable. They don't have to worry about being poor or, like, having food on their plate and getting everything that they want. But also those beginning years are so important. Exactly. Like, even Moira mentions that to him later, saying, like, it's going to reach a point where our kids are not going to want to be around us anymore. Because that happens usually. I'm an exception of the rule where I never wanted to stop hanging out with my parents, even as a teenager. But most cases, they're kids, they want to be with their parents, but then they reach those teenage years and they're like, nah, man, I want to hang out with my friends. I want to go out to the mall and torture the mall cops and go to parties and walk around from, like, for miles and miles and hours and hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what we did? Yeah. Um, I miss those days a little bit. Yeah, I, I do too. After the play, we see him, he's at the office for this meeting and Jack is at the game, dad's missing it, mm-hmm. but then he sends his assistant to film the game, much to Moira's dismay. Idiot move, by the way, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, 
And you can tell that Jack is just disappointed. Like, yes, he lost the game, but you can tell that he's more disappointed in his dad missing the game yeah. than anything. And it was the curveball that threw Jack off because apparently he can't hit curveballs. Which, again, those things are hard to hit. Um, so we already get the aspect of how dad, he's never there. He's always missing things like games and different things like that. Great that he made his daughters play, but that's pretty much it from the gist of it is what we're getting out of. A lot more than what I got. I can't talk because my parents were there for everything. My dad, even when I was Irish dancing, he would help out with the shows. Like he would be on the stage, like doing the curtains and the lights and all that fun shebang. Like, cause that's just the type of person my dad is. Yeah, no, I got my mom and Kenny and then I got my dad's back. Or side. Depending on where he sat on the bed watching TV. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> but they end up going on a plane because they have to go to London because Granny Wendy is go- being presented an award, right? Yeah. Or like basically the fact that she's getting... A recognition. A recognition of the children's orphanage. hospital. I think it was a hospital. It was an orphanage. I thought it was. She already had an orphanage. Because that's how Peter remembers his life was that he was an orphan and she took care of him and other children. I thought I'm pretty sure it was a hospital. No, I'm pretty sure it's an orphanage. But also on the plane when Peter Pan or Peter Manning. Nope, right. Ah, I love it when I'm right. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna say something else. Yeah. Um. But, uh, Peter, Peter Banning, he is on the plane very terrified of heights and being in the sky and clearly does not remember the fact that he would fly everywhere. Um, he sees the drawing of the family where the plane crashes and everybody else has parachutes. Except for him. But he does not. And it's because Jack is very upset with him for not coming to the game. I've done that before. Jump out of a plane without a parachute? No, no, I mean the drawing thing. <laughs> oh, okay. No, that's completely fair. Um, and he even mentions again, he's like, I will be to, like, all of the rest of your games. My word is my bond. And I was just like, D- you, you just said that earlier, right before you missed his last game. Yeah. So clearly your word is not your bond, unless it's work-related, because then it will be. Um, but I also like the fact that, like, because... Jack hits the, because he's hitting the baseball against the ceiling of the plane, mm-hmm. and he accidentally, like, opens up the compartment where the oxygen masks come out, and Peter's like, when are you going to stop acting like a child? And Jack's like, I am a child. And starts laughing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that That would be me, because he is a child. Yeah. Why are you expecting him to grow up? Because he even said that. He's just like, why don't you just grow up? And it's like, but he's a kid. You don't want them to grow up too fast. Because then that just means that everybody is closer to death. In my opinion. And also growing up is just not... It and has its moments. I've only experienced very few of those moments. Like it has its moments like being able to just be like, Brian and I are going to go to New York to see a Broadway play. Those are great. But then other moments where I'm like, do I have to go to work? I don't want to go to work. I just want to stay home. I don't want to pay bills. I just want to stay home and just watch movies and do whatever I want. Oh, I do miss those moments. 
I wish I had those moments. <laughs> nope, it's been work every fucking day. Just work my entire life. Um, but then after they finally, like, get to London, we get to Granny Wendy's house. And I even love the fact of Peter saying, like, all right, everybody, this is London. Or, this is London. This is the man land of good manners. And Toodles opens the door. He goes, it's snowing! And just slams the door in their face. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure... Because, yes, everybody's first thought is London. Like, you know, they're all prim and proper and posh. When in reality, they're also all a bunch of goofballs just like us. They just have more of a British dry humor. And plus, they have some of the most colorful and entertaining insults I've ever heard in my entire life. And I love it so much. And also, has Peter not seen Monty Python? True. That is the epitome of British humor. But yes, but in this moment, we see the lovely Maggie Smith. Yes. Granny Wendy, who is obviously lots of makeup. Mm-hmm. Because at that moment, like, now she looks like that. Yeah. Where back then she was younger. Like, not, like, a teenager or anything like that. Like, in fucking Back to the Future. But still, she was definitely younger than that. Um, And even, like, her just walking down the stairs and her and Peter looking at each other. Because, like, we know that he is Peter Pan and she was Wendy, like, that Peter Pan loved. And had, like, this romance with. Mm-hmm. So they kind of have that moment of, like, they still see each other and they still, like, feel that love for each other. Yeah. Even though, as far as Peter's concerned, like, it's just purely because this woman, like, at least he thinks in the front of his mind that this is the woman that took care of him and raised him as a child when he had no parents and he was an orphan. But also, I believe, subliminally, in the back of his mind, he's also remembering... The fact that this oh, yeah. is the girl that he loved and that he wanted to be with, but obviously couldn't. Um, but even, like, the scene where Peter goes up to the kids' room and it's that blue lighting and the window's open, the wind is blowing, and they show the paintings of the sea and the ship and Captain Hook. Mm-hmm. And you can hear, like, just that strong music playing with also you're hearing all these waves you're hearing like swords clashing and just showing like the ominous about what's about to come i love that scene so much personally it's just so cool looking and such beautiful sound for it as well oh i loved it and even the fact that when he closes the windows he hooks the latch to lock it and it looks just like a hook yes you know captain hook But of course, at this moment, he still answers the phone when it rings, mm-hmm. and he's trying to talk to whatever his name is. The guy, I think his name is Bob or Billy or Barry? Ben Barry, something that began with a B. Yeah. Um, and the kids are just being kids, playing around like being goofballs, and he's trying to be on this phone, and suddenly he just screams at them, "Will you just shut up? I'm sorry." And it's just like, this is a very important phone call, blah, blah, blah. Which also, I'm just like, Robin Williams, like, screaming at children. It's like, oh. Yeah. Because I don't, I can't imagine he would ever actually do that to a child. Like, granted, I'm sure that he had his slip-ups occasionally of being human. Because there's a little bit of him of human. And there was a little bit of human inside of that 
beautiful specimen of a man. But I can't ever imagine it would be that bad where he's literally screaming at a child to shut up. Yeah, no. But go mom, who just decides to throw his phone out the window into the snow. And the adorable puppy burying the phone in the snow. Mm-hmm. And that's when she even breaks up to him, like, we only have, like, this little time left with our children that want to be around us. Like, you gotta hold on to that. Like, stop focusing on work. Hold on tight. Yeah. That's true. Again, I never really had that moment with my parents, because even as a teenager, me and my friends all wanted to hang out with my parents. But I am special. In more ways than one. That's true. And my parents are great. Yes, they are. Yeah, buddy. And also, can I just say, when you see Granny Wendy reading the Peter Pan story to Maggie Mm -hmm. in that blanket fort, I just was looking at it. I was just like, I want to make a blanket fort with Maggie Smith. Same. (laughs) Yes. I will get tucked in. I want a, 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 a cup of tea and some type of plush. I don't know what. Yes. Mm-hmm. With Maggie Smith. Yes. <laughs> that would just make my day. But because basically they had put the kids to sleep and then they went off to the gathering. And even Maggie points out of like, There's a, there was a man at the window. Please don't go. It's like, oh, sweetie, sweetie, like calm down. It's fine. Just relax. The boogeyman is in the closet. Okay, sure. Whatever you say. We're going to go now. <laughs> Um, but also while, you know, they're at this gathering of fancy people and she's having this acceptance moment, the kids are being kidnapped by a bunch of pirates, Mm -hmm. which Toodles can sense it before they even get there of like, hook, 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 schmook. (laughs) And apparently, like, and also pirates have magic powers. Where they can make, like, yellow lights and then just have the sheets fly off the children on their own. Like a poltergeist? Yeah, exactly. That's all I kept thinking. And the wind blowing everywhere and even causing the windows to break open at a... The gathering of rich, fancy adults. Wait. Maybe not the window breaking, but opening and a gust of wind blowing in. So, Hook went directly there. Right? Right, to the kids. But then, like, afterwards, he kind of acts like he's just now seeing the kids. Or did I misinterpret that? But also, like, if you go back, there's the, the, the hook mark. Well, that's after they get the kids. Yeah. I'm confused. There's, there's the hook mark on the window itself. Yes. With the broken glass. Yes. But after they got the kids and they had them on the ship, he just he starts acting like he just saw the kids. Hook, right? Yeah. Okay. I think he misinterpreted that because I think all like because I just remember him going like, "We have his children." Yeah, I probably misinterpreted it because of all, like, him being confused at it if it was Peter or not. 
Right. Yeah. Okay, well, let's just scrap that whole thing. Okay. <laughs> it's like we <laughs> brain think too much. Um, But yeah, because they're taking the kids and then also like at the ceremony, Granny Wendy can feel that something is wrong and the wind blows throughout the whole shebang. Because again, somehow these pirates have magic powers where they can affect the children, but also affect this fancy gala area from really far away. I don't know that. Again, it's a movie, Steven Spielberg, whatever. I'll just take it. Magic. Magic. Um, but when they come home, they realize that the door is smashed open at the front. Like, the windows are smashed. And they go in. There's a giant... Like, they completely ruined their wallpaper. Mm-hmm. Just scraping it all across. And even cutting through, like, lamps and shit like that on the walls. And when they go to run to the children's room, the kids are gone. The window is, like, broken open. And Granny Wendy finds the note on the closet door with the sword hanging it up. Basically saying, like, Captain Hook, or we request your presence and the request of your children. Something along those lines. Sincerely, Captain James Hook. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay, I was like, I got that pretty much. The gist of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. much. Not verbatim, but... Yeah, pretty much. Um, but we also end up seeing Phil Collins once they call the cops. Because mm-hmm. he's the inspector basically saying, like, are you sure the kids just didn't, like, go somewhere? Like, sure they basically didn't run away? And it's like... Or it's a prank. Or a prank. Your, yeah, because of your family history. Yeah, like, and it's like, based on what we're seeing... It don't look like that, my guy. No, like... I, if I was a cop, like, yes, that would be in my mind because you have to think about all the options. But I don't think I would say that out loud with seeing everything that I was seeing. Because that house was pretty, like, decently messed up. Yeah. Like, that would have been a little bit too far. In shambles. In shambles. Um, but at this moment, like, Wendy is trying to explain to Peter, like, hey, you need to remember who you are. You need to remember that you're Peter Pan. Remember who, who you are. are. You are my son and the one true king. Remember. We're going to need you to do that movie in the future. Yes, we should. <laughs> um, because she's asking him what his earliest memory is. And he's basically talking about when he was like 13, 14 years old. And she's like, no, before then. Like, this is you showing her Peter, him Peter Pan. And he's like, oh, God, she's gone crazy. Oh, God, we need to call the doctor. She's gone absolutely cuckoo bananas. And she's like, no, no, no. You need to remember, Peter. Remember. Because you're the only one that can save your kids, motherfucker. Exactly. And she actually said that. Pretty much, yeah. Maybe not in those exact words. No, no I want her to sound as ghetto as possible when she says this. I, w- I want to hear the words directly from Maggie Smith. We'll make it happen. I'm sure we could sometime in the near future. <laughs> or contact that one chick on uh, TikTok that does the McGonagall impression. Oh, yes. That would be great. That would be fantastic because I love her so much. Um, but when Peter goes back to the kids' room, that's when Tinkerbell comes flying in. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of people really hated Julia Roberts in this role. I didn't mind her. Yeah, I didn't think it was that bad. But even, like, apparently she herself, during this... Uh, recording had like a crazy mental breakdown to where like Steven Spielberg had to be like shh relax breathe like it's okay 
But it was definitely more of a tomboyish take on Tinkerbell yeah. than, like, we're used to seeing. But still a little bit of it, that. It made sense, though. It made, it made sense, 100%. Especially being with, like, mostly, like, Lost, Lost Boys, Boys and stuff like that. Um, but I feel like this one was definitely a lot less sassy compared to the, yeah. like, cartoon Tinkerbell. Yeah. Where, obviously, she hates Wendy with a burning passion. Mm-hmm. And is super jealous. Like, we still get in this movie that she loved Peter and had, like, a big crush on him. But not in the aspect of, like, I hate Wendy. She's a bitch. She's trying to take my man. That was more so of a grown-up version of that. Yeah. More like a, I loved you and I wanted to be with you, but I know that I couldn't. Yeah. Which, that's acceptable. Like, uh, like Anakin's speech. Uh, Padme. Oh, yes. But I know I shouldn't. <laughs> I want more. Oh, but I know God. I shouldn't. <laughs> oh, I hate the... sand. It gets everywhere. The way he was written. Oh, my God. That poor man. <laughs> but still, I would take those movies over the sequel trilogy. Anyway, um, I also noticed a lot of my notes here are a lot of quotes. Because that's another thing with this movie. Yes. <clears throat> with the amount of quotable lines, in my humble opinion. Like, even the fact that when bang Tinkerbell... Ring. Huh? Bangerang. Well, yes, obviously, bangerang. Bangerang. But even, like, the fact of when Tinkerbell first comes to see Peter and the, just the one line I wrote down where he's like, I've never done drugs. I missed the 60s. I was an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, these lines were great. Like, all these yeah. lines that I wrote down, I just love it so much. Um, but basically, because she's telling him, like come on, dude, like, we need to go and save your kids, so I'm going to wrap you up in this blanket, sprinkle some fairy dust on you, and we're going to go fly to Never Never Land. And then they do so. Yes, and then they do so. And they get to this absolutely, like, gorgeous area with ships and pirates and water and islands and stuff like that. Like a port town. Yeah, which actually was mostly filmed, like, in Los Angeles. Like, it was all a set. But the outer... Like, the wide shots were, like, scenes, like, shots of, like, Hawaii. Because mm. when it comes to island scenes, you have to do, you have to be Hawaii. Yeah. Because yeah. that's pretty much, anytime I see, like, oh, it's an island. Oh, I wonder which island. Hawaii. That's like, Shocker. oh, fantasy world. I wonder where it was filmed, New Zealand. Yep, exactly. Because New Zealand. Yeah. Um, but also I will say that once we see the pirates... Every time I watch that scene, the first thing I think of is, I want to watch Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Because to be, to, I'm not going to lie, I kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean pirates more than these pirates. True. And I, I have a soft spot for uh, Barbosa. He's my favorite. Yeah, no, he's pretty awesome, I will say that. And also, I feel like these pirates are definitely more like... Goofballs. Goofballs and, like, meant for kids. Yeah. Where Pirates of the Caribbean, like, yes, it had its, like, funny, goofy moments. However, it was also, like, scary and creepy and evil and sinister kind of a situation. Where, like, these pirates, they're definitely also the typical, like, we're just bad guys. Because even Smee Smee mentions at some point, like, the battle between good and evil. Like, he just flat out calls himself that they're evil. The typical twirling mustaches, we're just doing things because we're from hell, basically. Um, so... Oh, what happened here that I... 
oh, please don't, I have a bad back. And then I said, I feel that. I'm trying to remember what was happening. I'm a, it was Peter that said that, but why? <laughs> what was happening? Uh, he started getting jumped. Oh, okay. Maybe that was it. And um, Tinkerbell had him impersonate the one dude that they just jumped. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And then he's, she's like, okay, you gotta, like, have a mean look in your eye and curl the lip. And now you growl. Arr, arr, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Great. <laughs> Which that scene made me laugh out loud. Yeah. I love that part so much. Um, but yeah, cause at this point that's when everybody is just like, oh, it's me and he is the hook. And they start going hook, 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 hook. And what was the hook, hook, give us the hook, 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 give us the hook, 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 give us the hook, which I will say I randomly do that chant just randomly. Like I'll be at work and I'll just be like, hook, hook, girl, girl. There's something about sea shanties that kind of, kind of slap. Yeah. Oh, and cause that one that is used on TikTok a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what it's called, but like there once was a ship poop to see. Yeah, that one I love that song so much. I have it on my liked playlist on Spotify because it's just so catchy. I like the One Piece ones. Sure. Yeah. I was like, I'll admit, I haven't heard any of them. <laughs> and plus, it like it it goes along with a backstory, so then you're like listening to the backstory, and then you're listening to the fucking music, and then the music. Every time you hear the music, it's happy, but also you start remembering the backstory, so you start crying. So you're both happy and sad at the same time. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just staring at you with wide eyes, like yeah, sure that definitely. Ugh. But yes, because at this moment, Hook comes out and he's just like, we have his kids. Like Peter Pan's kids and we shall have our war. Because that's all he wants is a war with Peter Pan. Because, you know, he hates Peter Pan with a burning passion and just well, needs he to wants have to fight. War. He has to say war for his, uh, his crew so they don't get all rowdy. Ah, yes. But he just wants his fight. Yeah. With Peter Pan. Because um, even, like, they have his kids in this giant net just hanging up. And, of course, he's just like, those are my kids. And he's just saying, like, like have my kids back or you better have a good lawyer because I am a lawyer. And he, I'm just like, yes, threaten pirates with lawyers. That's going to go so well. Because, mm-hmm. you know, pirates aren't known for illegal shenanigans. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. <laughs> like... But, uh, yes, because at this point they have, because he's convinced that this isn't Peter Pan, like, it can't be, because, like, this isn't the Peter Pan that I remember. He's all fat and mushy. Yeah, exactly. And, like, Smee's over here like, look, I have his medical records and his dental records. Like, I have everything right here. This is Peter Pan. And it's like, these guys are efficient. Mm-hmm. They're not just pirates. They are efficient pirates. They get everything. But... Um, they basically tell him that he has to fly up to his kids and touch their hands to... Set him free right then. Yeah, but he's terrified of heights. He doesn't remember how to fly. He mm-hmm. At this point, he's just like, I'm not Peter Pan. Like, that's ridiculous. I can't fly. So he just tries to climb up the pole and can't reach his kids. Which Maggie is just like, Mommy could do it. I'm like, Maggie, that's you're, fucked up. you're not helping. <laughs> because, <laughs> no, your mom can't do that. Like, if anything, it would be this, your dad. Because, you know, he was Peter Pan. But you could just see the disappointed look on Jack's face where mm. he's just like, he, he didn't even try. 
Like, he just gave up because, you know, that's what my dad does. He just gives up and not come to my games or anything like that. Which, I, as a kid's perfect perspective, I can definitely see that. Yeah. I can understand that. But Peter has three days to prove that he is Peter Pan and then come back and fight Hook. Because Tinkerbell made that happen. But I will also say, because they're like, alright, you have three days, goodbye. And then the pirate accidentally knocks Peter off of the ship. Mm. And... You're going to think this is a shocker, Danny. This is a surprise, surprise. When I was a kid watching this movie, those mermaids that helped get air into his lungs so he can get out of that sea predicament that he was in. Mm -hmm. When I was a child, I really wanted hair like those mermaids. You think? If that's at all a shock to you. With, you know... Every color in the rainbow being in my on my head <laughs> mm -hmm. as an adult. That scene emo kid that just always wanted to dye my hair. Yes. Yeah. I I wanted to have hair like those mermaids. Shockingly enough. I just wanted a mohawk, and I got to do that a couple times. You should do it again. Maybe. I say you do it again, Maybe. or at least a faux hawk. Like the sticky uppy part, not the shaved part. Slightly sticky up here. Maybe. Maybe. Might. At some point, possibly. Depends on my feeling. But after that moment, Peter gets to the island with the Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. Which bunch of rowdy little brass, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, typical children with no rules or adult supervision. They can just do whatever they want, basically. And I will say, with Rufio... Because that he became their leader after Pan was gone. I had such a crush on Rufio as a child. I'm not surprised. <laughs> really? You know, the red and black hair, the ripped up pants, like the vest, like the black leather vest. It's almost like you have a tight. Yeah, kind of. It's weird how that happens. You can tell Brian to dress up like Rufio on these days. <gasps> oh my god, yes. Please do. And pretend like I have no idea that you made that suggestion. <laughs> because I love this idea. We'll get, we'll get Rachel to do the makeup. Yes, 100%. I love this idea. Um, but yeah, because they don't even believe that that's Peter Pan until it takes a lot of convincing between Tinkerbell and also the one child that gently caresses his face. That coming. part made me fucking cry. I know. It was so emotional. I was like, oh my. He's like, you are Pan. It, it wasn't only that. It was like also like this like deep-seated feeling like you, you're... Dealing with um, your inner child. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that, that that also got me fucked up. And then also it's because it's Robin Williams dealing with his inner child. Exactly. And just surrounded by all these kids. Because, like, you know he had a ball with this. Cause, yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. And they basically have these moments where Rufio is very annoyed at this moment. Because I don't know if it was that he really truly didn't believe that this was Peter Pan or was he like worried about not being the leader? I think it was a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Okay. I felt like that that wasn't really answered. That wasn't really said. Like it was kind of shown, but I don't know. It just felt really confusing to me. I could have also just not been paying that much attention to that part itself. So I will admit that. Um, but even like the workout that these kids have him do to get him to be Peter Pan, I'm like, Jeez, those kids are some rough trainers. Like, I'm in pain just watching this. I could do it. I'm gonna do it. 
I don't know. I told because Brian was with me when I was watching this movie. So I looked at Brian. I was just like, see, Brian, if you want to lose weight, just do that. And he's just looking at me like, are you crazy? <laughs> uh, but also in between all of this, you also see Hook because he's like seriously depressed at one point. The fact that, you know, he wants to kill himself. Apparently again, apparently he threatened this multiple times because Smee even was just like, oh, not again. <laughs> As Hook is holding the gun to his own head. But Smee comes up with a plan of, like, oh, like, get to the children, like, make them love you, and that'll really hurt Pan, like, because you're turning his kids against him, which obviously does not work for Maggie, but very, very quickly works for Jack. Yeah. Which I don't think I would have minded as much if it wasn't kind of, like, him looking like he was literally brainwashed, where he's like, Dad? Home. Mom? Like, those, those scenes... He got like, MK Ultra. Multiple times, he would just stare off into space and be like, what? Like, one of those you would see, like, with the... That you would force the glasses on them and force their eyes open, and they would watch, like, all these random things and Clockwork just go... Clockwork Orange. Yes, exactly. Clockwork Orange. Like, it... And it felt like that worked just too quickly, where I was just like, okay, this kid now seems like a robot, and I feel like this part could have been done a lot better. Yes. Also, I just didn't like that kid. Yeah, like, again, there were moments where I understood why he was upset. But then there were also moments, like, where he was just kind of annoying. Like, I'm sorry, if I was on that plane, like, just a regular passenger, and I heard some kid constantly throwing the ball at the ceiling of the plane, I would just be sitting there like... Murder is illegal. Murder is wrong. Murder is illegal. That is a child. <laughs> like, I would just be annoyed at that kid myself. Me, Mostly because time. the consistent tap, I'd be like... <sighs> anytime I see kids in the airplane when I'm in, I'm like, fuck me. It's like, oh no, this is going to be the longest flight in the world. That train rides, bus rides... Any type of long distance where I gotta be sitting in the same room as a fucking child that's gonna be screaming on end? No. Yep. No, I completely agree with that. Just shoot me then. Yep. Yep, exactly. 100%. Uh, But also we have one of the best scenes, in my opinion. The food scene. Yes. Because they're all... Which I also got a little confused as I'm watching it again. So they're at the dinner table... You know, Rufio says, everybody say Grace. Peter's about to actually legit say Grace. And all the kids just go, Grace! Which, another thing that I do all the time. Um, and watching this movie, I realized I say a lot of things in this movie. And I have for years, even though I haven't seen it in years. Anyway, besides the point. Um, and then when they take off all the lids for the food, there's nothing there. There's, like, steam and stuff, but they're all pretending to eat, basically. Like, they're going, oh, you gonna eat that? No, here, have it. Like, oh, thanks. And they're all like, use your imagination. Use your imagination. And then, you know, they have the, the banter between Rufio and Peter where, like, you know. The roasting match. The roasting match where, like, it's just, it's mostly, at first, Rufio just calling him all these names and him just being like, oh, you're. You're, like, entitled, or, like, you're a little brat, or you have no manners, like, and then he starts getting going, actually, like, using these, like, fancy kid words, basically. Mm-hmm. 
And then he's like, oh, Rufio. And he takes the spoon, pretending that it's, like, something that he's throwing at him. And then it turns into this icing. And they all go, you're doing it, Peter. You're doing it. You're using your imagination. And there's all of this, like, delicious-looking food on the table. So here's where I'm confused. Did he actually make the food appear? Or is it that their imaginations are so strong that they actually are, like, eating and feel full? I think that's what it is. Because then how do these people survive without eating? Or are they eating other things in between? No, they use the latter. Like they're eating things in between? No. No? They're just, they're not eating at all? They're just, their imagination is just that strong? Yeah. Okay, that's also where it's really confusing for me. And I don't remember them ever eating anywhere else. Except that scene. I don't know. I might be just thinking way too deep into it, but that's where my brain was just like, wait, does not compute. I'm not computing. How does this work? Logic. Logic is not there. Logic is non-existent. If you can see the steam coming out of my ears. Do you need logic, though? It's technically a dream world. I know, but still, I'm just like, but then how do they survive? How do they live? That's sniffing plants. Your point? What's your point? <laughs> and fairies. And your point? And mermaids. I am pretty sure in the cartoon I saw a, quite a few scenes where they were actually eating food. Yes, me was eating food. Yes. Giant turkey leg. Yes. Yes. And he was imagining it. No, he was just eating. Whatever. My brain does not compute. I don't know what to tell you. Like, the things that my brain focuses on does not make any sense to me mm. at all whatsoever. So it's fine. Um... But at this point, like, he finally starts becoming Peter again. Especially after Peter that, the, the hit on the noggin. No, no, no. After the uh, baseball game, right? Yeah, because he went to go... They all went to go with his kids to... Oh, wait, they were going to steal Cap, uh, Hook's hook. Yes. That's what it was. And then that's when he sees uh, the baseball game and how... <gasps> Hook is being like, yeah, Jack, that's my boy. That's my son. And he's like, what? That's my son. Like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, that's my lineage. And yep. But he at least is finally seeing him play a game. Mm-hmm. And he hits a home run. Mm-hmm. After the pirates are going, run home, Jack. Run home, Jack. And then he's like, run home? Oh, no, switch the words around. Home run, Jack. Home run, Jack. Again, another point where I'm just like, where is this, like, little, like, like, what is it called? Hypnotism? Hypnotism coming from, like, I'm so confused here why he's just all of a sudden, I, I like, acting like. it's supposed to be, like, the effect that the place has. Maybe. Again, I wish that it was kind of a little bit more clear. Because it just seems like that they just played him off to just be this robot child that's, like, like, brainwashing is a very real thing. It happens. Stockholm Syndrome is a very real thing. However, I just feel like none of it fits for this situation. Like, yes, you got the point where he's trying to be like, I'm your real dad. I'm going to be here for you for your baseball games and everything where your dad wasn't. I don't know. I just feel like the way it was brought about made no sense to me. Mm -hmm. Again, I could be overthinking it. 
Um, but yeah, cause that's when he is just like determined to learn how to fly and be like, I gotta fly. I gotta do this. And he gets hit in the head with the baseball. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and then that has him remember the, the, the tree and then they pushes the button on the tree notch. Yep. And finds a little hideout. He finds the marbles. Yes, and he's like, Toodles really did lose his marbles. And the butt is like, yeah, he did. And he said that his happy thought is his mom. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but also, because this is where Peter finds the secret room that was Wendy's room that everybody made for her. Mm-hmm. And he starts remembering, like, his actual life, where, like, he's saying that he ran away and then the story that we're showing is a woman talking to another woman, his mom talking to another woman, and he's in a stroller, and the wind blows, and the stroller just goes away. Nobody runs after the stroller. <laughs> Not at all. And Tinkerbell found him as a baby and took him off. And then when he felt it, he realized that he missed his mom, he went to go see, and they had a new baby, and they were happy. And So what you're telling me is that Tinkerbell... Try to groom Peter. Yes. And no one's saying nothing about this. Nope. <laughs> and then when he comes home to his family, he sees them with another kid and they're happy and shit. And he's like, they forgot all about me. I'm like, kid, I'm going to tell you, they never forget. They just learned how to deal with the grief. Mm-hmm. What? But whatever. What if, what was it that Vision said? What is grief if not love persevering? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that one. That show was deep. It was really deep. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that show so much. Um, but then we also see, like, you know, his whole quick montage of how he met Wendy. And he kept, like, going back. Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow, yes. Kept going back to see her. And. On the last one, she's already old. Yes, and it's Maggie Smith going, I can't join you this time. I'm old. I have grandchildren. My granddaughter's right over there sleeping. Yeah, and that one I want. Yeah, I want that. And I'm going to give her a kiss. Like, no, no pimples, no buttons. Like, no, a real kiss. Literally just blankly kisses her while she's sleeping, which I'm just like, Ew. In front of her grandmother. In front of her grandmother, which I would be like, whoa, 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 that's not consent. Be like, no, 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 we don't do that. Because also I know that if I'm being kissed at night by some random dude that I've never met before, my arms are going to go swinging. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a very light sleeper and I would wake up from that and just be like, huh? And punch right in the face because that's just me. Uh, but he realizes that his happy thought to make him fly is when he became a dad. Mm-hmm. And it was Jack as a baby. He's like, oh, I got it. I got my happy thought. And that means that Pan is back and he has an outfit change and he's in his green tidy whities Yeah. And at this moment, he's legit acting like a kid again. He's just a giant goofball where he's mm-hmm. just like, come on, Tink, like, let's play. Come on. Like, I want to hear a joke. You want to hear a joke? Like, let's be kids. And this is where I'm like, and this is Robin Williams, 100% through and through. And this is where I'm like, and now emotions. Yeah. Because before, like, he's a, he was a great actor. Absolutely wonderful. Like, Goodwill Hunting. Mm-hmm. Dead Poet Society. Yes. Oh. Like, he was great at comedy, but he was also good, like, great at drama. Like, he really was, like, Juilliard themselves said, you need to leave because we can't teach you anymore. Like, you're just that good that there's nothing else we can do for you. Juilliard said that. Like, the the God-tier school of 
acting and art. That says something. However, it was hard to see him as an angry person and just mean, especially to children. Because it's like, that's not Robin Williams. He's not like that. But then once you see him acting like a kid again, you're like, that's the Robin Williams yeah. that we know. Because he, he wouldn't just scream that's at something like, like uh, that. You heard about the story about him with uh, Legend of Zelda? No. That he was a huge fan of Legend of Zelda, which is why his daughter's name is Zelda. Oh, no, that would, yeah, no, I did hear that. I don't know what but, I was thinking no, the, something else. The oh, other thing more. is, um, so in the newest, or one of the newest uh, Legend of Zelda games, uh, Breath of the Wild, the one that's open world. Yeah. If you go to a certain spot on the map, there's a an NPC that looks like Robin Williams. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. Isn't it Tink that's like kind of Samson back? <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when he's like acting all goofy and shit, she all of a sudden like glitter and lights everywhere and she's all of a sudden an actual sized woman in a very pretty blue dress and because that's when she admits his feelings for him and basically says like hey look i love you and it's great that you're back however your kids man you you gotta remember your kids but it took her kiss for him to realize like wait no i love moira Mm-hmm. Wait, no, my kids. Oh, shit, yeah, I need to actually get on that ball because, you know, three days is up, man, and I got to go, you know, save those children. Because um, then at this moment, they're all, like, preparing for battle and going to fight against the pirates. Which I will say, the fight in Jetnet alone is pretty goofy also. Yeah. Because this is also where, like, I... Because... I, I, and I regretted not writing it down um because robin says to the kids like remember the white light something but the one i wrote down was what hook was saying which is remember the hellfires that forged you boys literally just like a moment of these are just one note villains mm-hmm. where they're just oh, it's yeah, good forget, and evil yeah i forget what was it that you said yeah yeah i don't remember what robin or what Peter said, but he said, remember the hellfires that forged you. Mm-hmm. So just an inkling right there about this is just a typical, like... Good versus evil. Good versus evil. Nothing too, like, serious or anything like that. Not like Pirates of the Caribbean where, like, basically also the villains have their own reasoning as well. Mm-hmm. Kind of a situation. <laughs> Which, although sometimes you and I have talked about this, it's nice just simply having a bad person just to be bad. Like, sometimes you just need those. Like, no deeper meaning behind no why... No sympathetic villain. Exactly. Like, I understand, like, every villain, like, there's a reason why they're pushed to how they are. Like, that's just life in general. <laughs> but it's just nice occasionally, especially for a kid's movie, just to be like, oh, you're just bad because you were born that way. You're just, you're just bad. You just <laughs> like that's being why, bad. That's why I love Frieza so much because that's him. <laughs> He's just a genocidal, maniac, world-conquering fucking alien who's slightly racist. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but the the whole fight, like, just even, uh, I, I said his name earlier, the, the heavier kid. Thud? Thud butt. Um, when he's just, like, rolled up in a ball and it's yes. just, like, rolling like a bowling ball against all of the... I, I still love that. And even, like, him being, like... Duck down, lost boys! And he just squirts out, like, some sort of, like... Paint or paint something? onto the pirates. Just goofy moments like that was just 
great. The slingshots, like, mm-hmm. the arrows that would just be, like, paint It, it was a slapstick fight. Mm-hmm. For kids. Yeah. At the end of the day. Um, but then it does get slightly emotional for a hot minute where Rufio is fighting against Hook because Peter has to go get his daughter who's being taken away by a pirate. And, which, another quote that I say all the time is, looky, looky, I got a hooky. <laughs> I'll be at work and I just randomly start saying that. People are like, what? You good? Like, Hook, Rufio, my childhood, one of my childhood crushes. But in that fight, we do lose Rufio. Yeah. Which, for a hot second, they're very upset. And then maybe he's mentioned one other time. Yeah. But that's it. They don't really show a mourning period for Rufio. Which kind of made me upset when I was a kid. Where I was just like, why aren't you guys more upset about Rufio? He's hot! Why are we upset that the hot one's gone? Because, you know, again, I'm a child and I'm just like, Mm -hmm. the cute one is gone. (laughs) Shockingly enough. I'm telling you. Ugh. But we get a moment where we think that Because the kids are just like, hey, let's just go home. Like, don't fight Hook. Just let's go home. He's like, all right, kids, we're going to turn our back onto Hook. And he's just like, all right, now I'm going to fight you. And okay, now we have a fighting scene again. Where his hair is ripped off. And my first thought was, bald, bald, Bald. my eyes, my eyes. Which is another movie we're going to have to do. Just keep getting all these movies ideas. But, because we have the fight scene between them again, and the kids all coming up to him with the ticking clocks. Mm -hmm. Which is one thing that we forgot to mention earlier. Oh, yeah, the ticking clocks. Yes, because Peter had given Jack his pocket watch when they were going off to the gala. I'm just going to call it the gala, because I don't... That's just a condensed version of what it was. Gallery. Gallery, yes. So, because then once, like, everybody's asleep, Hook can hear the ticking from the pocket watch, and he starts, you know, freaking out. Because, you know... Mustache starts twitching and stuff. Yep. Because, <sighs> you know, he remembers the clock and the crocodile, and, mm-hmm. you know, Peter Pan, that's where he lost his hand, and PTSD kind of a moment. And he takes Jack to all of the clo- the room with all of the clocks, and has them smashing everything. Saying, like, this is for not letting me blow bubbles into my chocolate milk. <laughs> This is for not letting me jump on the bed, which I'm like, no, kids, actually, don't jump on the bed. There is a serious reason why we tell you not to. You might break your femur. (laughs) Remember that. Or crack your head on the wall like Henny did. Yeah, or that. Yeah. But, but, yes, because Hook is terrified of clocks because of this whole PTSD moment. Um, And by the end of the fight, they hit the crocodile statue that is falling, and Hook goes, I want my mom. Gator Mouth falls on him. Perfect stunt, too. Perfect stunt, and he's gone. And the crocodile statue burps. So it just looks like, basically, the crocodile technically ate him. However, also, it's a statue. Yeah. So, basically, the open mouth just lands over him, and then you'll look through, and he's just gone. But whatever, the bad guy is defeated. Woohoo! He was symbolically the defeated. Exactly. And even threw in there, I want my mommy, because Maggie says multiple times, like, you need a mommy. Like, you need a mommy to put you in your place. 
That was cracking me up. Yeah, I know. So I was just like, you know what, kid? Honestly, there are days where I need my mommy too. But Peter Pan cannot stay with the Lost Boys. He has to go home because at the end of the day, he is an adult and he has to take his kids home. So he entrusts Thud. Yes. With looking after the Lost Boys. Yes. And his little face when he got the sword. I know. And also, I actually found out that that was technically improvised where like Robin Williams and Steven Spielberg knew who the sword was going to land on, but none of the kids knew. Mm. So their look, the look on their faces are all completely genuine. Like they're like, Oh, so that makes it even cuter that I found that out. I was just like, Oh, that face just makes it just so much more meaningful. Cause yeah. he didn't know that that was happening. It was just, it was adorable. I like Thud. He's great. He's just so great. But at least when they get home, like, you know, mom's asleep. So the kids just, you know, go into bed. Mm -hmm. And when Granny Wendy comes in saying like, oh, my God, were you awake all night? Like, you must be exhausted. She's like, oh, I just like, you know, I want my kids. And the kids just pop out of bed going, mommy. And she's like falling over, like, granted, understandably so. Because, you know, absolutely shocked because her kids were like gone and disappeared and taken away. Mm -hmm. Um. And hugging her kids and all that shit. But it was also great when... Because Peter, at this point, like, he has picked up a phone. Like, were you on this line the whole time? Billy, Bob, Ben, Brett? <laughs> like Barry. Barry, whatever your name is. He's like, oh, like, you know... Like, basically, he's just a giant goofball where he's just like, I'm done. Yeah. Like, who cares? Who cares about all this shit? I have a family to get to. <laughs> and when he comes to the window, he's like... What did I tell you about this window? And Jack's like, oh no. Is he back to his normal self? <laughs> oh, he's leaving open! And Moira is perfectly happy. Because, you yeah. know, Peter is like... Peter again, basically. And not... He like, gonna get some yum yum that night. Oh, hell yeah. She definitely was looking at him like... Mm-hmm, I'm gonna get some of that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, typical happy ending where yeah. Toodles gets his marbles back. And, you know, he ends up flying... Outside, yeah. all happy, which CGI there was not great at all whatsoever, but it's fine. 1991. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, sure, yeah. 1991! He was number one! <laughs> what are your Sage remembers that whole shebang? Wanna make a bet? I don't think she would. I was going to say the same thing. Oh, okay. I was <laughs> we like, can't bet now. No, no, no. We'll, we'll just find out and then we'll laugh about it. Yeah. Oh. But yeah. That... <laughs> we both don't have faith. <laughs> In our friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we love our friends, though. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, that is the whole gist of the movie, basically. Yes. I love this movie. I... Rotten Tomatoes is wrong. Like I said, yeah. it has its flaws and like a lot of complaints that I'm seeing with the any low ratings that it does have is that like it felt like a, one thing that was said a lot was that Spielberg was too young to do this movie but also too old to do this movie. And most of it felt like the production designs were just kind of all over the place and how like things just felt like off the wall and all this other shebang or whatever and that it was like especially if you didn't watch it as a kid when you watch it as an adult it's just annoying and all that jazz whatever but again 
I don't pers- agree with that. Right. And also, like, I will, it might be a little biased because, you know, this movie was a part of my childhood. Like, I watched it all the freaking time as a child. But it's just, like, it's just a fun family movie where, like, kids will love it. If the parents love it, great. If not, sure, whatever. You're entitled to your own opinion. I know my dad, apparently, I just recently found out, actually really enjoyed it. Because when he put it on a couple weeks ago, he was like, oh, hook. And he's enjoying watching it. He's like, 29%? That is ridiculous. Like, absolutely, that's wrong. So when my dad says that, you know he means business. He enjoys the movie. Um, You know, I said my quarrels about it. Like, with Jack's whole, like, brainwashing thing going on. It just kind of felt forced and kind of rushed. Granted, the movie itself already is, like, two hours long. So, like, there are moments it does feel a little bit too long. So, maybe, like, the pacing could have been done better yeah. at different places. Um, and, you know, like, most of it, like, with the pirates and stuff, like, they were definitely more goofy and just a simple, like, good versus evil kind of a way. But at the end, it's just a fun movie. Like, it's not one of those movies that I'm going to, like, think too deep about. Yeah. Like, uh, in my humble opinion, Jurassic Park is way better than this movie. Because I, as far as people can probably obviously tell, I'm kind of really obsessed with Jurassic Park. And that's honestly probably truly in my top ten. And once I revive that list, I will definitely let you know. Mm-hmm. I'll figure that out. Um, and there are a lot of other Steven Spielberg movies that are better than this, in my opinion. However, it's still a fun time. Yeah. Honestly, my only complaint with this... I can't stand Jack. I really can't. Like, he has a punchable face. Like, if my son had that face, you know how much I'd... I'd probably have C's fucking... The government called on me. Oh, my God. CPS? Yeah, CPS is what I would say. I would probably have CPS called on me because I just want to smack this kid. Oh, people are going to listen to this and think, these people are awful. They are terrible. No, it's just me. (laughs) It's just me. Uh, and I'm going to try to blow through these facts because I know we are kind of going a little over on time. And also, I have to rush to pick up my husband from bowling. Mm. Um, when the Bannings are flying to England, the pilot's voice is actually Dustin Hoffman, Captain Hook, saying, this is your captain speaking. Makes sense. Yep, 100%. I can definitely see Steven Spielberg doing that. And also, I think I've heard that before. Probably. And honestly, I probably even had to, and I just completely forgot about it. I'm pretty sure I was on a Watch Mojo list one time. It's very possible. Uh, Robin Williams actually became best friends with Steven Spielberg while making this movie. Um, Apparently, after Williams' death, Spielberg decided to watch this movie out of remembrance, but he couldn't finish it because he couldn't stop crying for several Mm. hours. Yeah. 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 I don't, I'm like, I can understand that. Oh, God, it's so sad. Anyway, a kind of happiness. Uh, the kissing couple that's on the bridge who begin to float when some of the fairy da- dust lands on them when Tinkerbell is taking Peter to... I like that. I like that touch. The float... The Yeah. Yeah, do you know who those floating people were? No. George Lucas and Carrie Fisher. Right? I mean, they're super far away, so you definitely cannot tell. But, yeah. like, when I read that fact, I was like... <gasps> and then I looked it up because it was an IMDb fact, so just in case I was like... This is true. I'm like, I think IMDb facts are actually generally, like, really good at... I think they do fact check before... Yeah. 
So that's where a lot of my facts come from. I'm not going to lie. Because it's just the quickest way to get all this information. Um, But yeah, like I saw, it was true. I was like, oh my god, that's so cool. And not only that, but Carrie Fisher actually did some uncredited rewriting on the final draft of the screenplay. Hmm. Carrie Fisher actually had a lot of of hands in this pot, I've noticed. Uh, Bob Hoskins, who plays Smee, he had bought beer for 300 plus extras after a lengthy and complicated scene was cut. And I can see that. Mm-hmm. 100% coming from him. I can definitely see that. Um, he would also alleviate stress on set by singing various versions of the song Hello by Lionel Richie, including Hello, is it Smee you're looking <laughs> for? <laughs> Again, totally can see that too. Uh... The word bangerang is Jamaican slang for uproar, disorder, or disturbance. Bangerang. Bangerang! Uh, Spielberg admitted to being disappointed with the final result of the movie. Um, he had such a hard time working with the rebellious crew of young actors. That's what it was quoted as. <laughs> um, that he later said, kind of kidding, a little bit, um, that the experience made him wonder if he wanted more kids. Which, totally understand, because just looking at all those boys screaming and running around, I can just, I could feel the energy that it wasn't just acting, that it was just them being told, have at it, (laughs) and that's too much for me. Yeah. Too much. Uh, But he also felt guilty. He wasn't able to find an economical method on filming Um, a lot of, like, the complex human fight scenes Mm -hmm. um, and the different things that they had to do. Uh, but after Robin Williams' death, um, Spielberg says he is now thankful because that is how he met Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they became best buddies. So sad. Oh, uh, according to Phil Collins in an interview, uh, Dustin Hoffman was so meticulous that he came two months before he was actually supposed to film his scenes. Just so that he can get immersed in the role. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> Uh, Carrie Fisher was originally considered for Tinkerbell. For Tinkerbell. That kind of would have been cool. Mm-hmm. I like Julia Roberts, but that would have been cool. Could you imagine Carrie Fisher as Tinkerbell? Just picture it. She would have been more sassy. Oh, 100%. She would have been like the sass queen and I would have loved her. Uh, too small when he looks at Peter and says, Welcome back to Neverland, Pan the Man. Uh, you can see that Robin Williams is mouthing the words to remind him what the line is. Mm. Because, you know, it's Robin Williams and he's he was a wonderful human being. Um, and the last thing I have is David Bowie had turned down the role for Hook. Ooh. That also, as much as I love Dave Dust- Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Why did I say Dave? Dustin Hoffman. That would have been... Imagine alternate universe where it was... Bowie instead of Dustin Hoffman hey. and Carrie Fisher instead of Julia Roberts. But still Robin Williams. You know what? I'm just going to like make up that movie into my head. I'm just going to picture it and maybe just fall asleep to it. Because it would kind of be like... Labyrinth? Labyrinth. I kept wanting to say Pan's Labyrinth and I was like, not that one. <laughs> That's, unless we're... Yeah, I'm unless we're... <laughs> but like, it would kind of have more of a feel of that. Mm-hmm. Like kind of a dark twisted comedy kind of a situation yeah imagine um actually still having like the crocodile in there but 
Creature Design by Jim Henson Studios. Oh, that would be awesome. Oh, God, I'm now just going to picture that in my brain of just like a fever dream kind of a situation. Because I would have loved that. Oh, but then it would have gotten sad because like that would have been the same year that uh, Jim Henson passed away. You're ruining it. You're ruining my fever dream. Okay, alternate universe. He didn't pass away. <laughs> Everyone who died is actually alive. Well, no, the ones that we like are still alive. Yes. I take gotta reword my sentence. If a genie was around, oh dear lord, I would be screwed. <laughs> be like, oh really? Oh, so <laughs> just a, a big poof. Everything settles down, and then in the corner, you just hear nine, <laughs> nine. <laughs> Like, shit, what have I done? <laughs> oh my god. The genie just slowly is like sinking back into his fucking lamp. Just. <laughs> and that's why I just take my movie notebook and I'm like, you motherfucker! And just start beating him with it. Oh dear lord. <laughs> scary uh... thoughts, scary thoughts. Oh, but anyway, so we can uh, wrap this up because, you know, got to pick up the hubby because, yes. you know. Us one car situation is really becoming a pain in the ass. Uh, ratings, though. I'll start this time. Mine, I would say three and a half out of five. Like, it's kind of like one of those, like, middle movies where it's not perfect. However, it is enjoyable. It is fun. Nostalgia. Plenty of shit ton of nostalgia at the end of the day. Um, and, like, I don't feel like Spielberg put a lot of love into this movie. And, like, based on what I've been reading, that yeah. how, like, difficult this was, like, you can kind of tell that, like, he was just kind of exhausted by the end of it. Like, I definitely feel a hell of a lot more love with his other movies, such as Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, E.T., The Fablemans. Mm-hmm. Where this one, he, you kind of don't get that same, like, drive and love for it. Like, and I can feel that yeah. in it. However, at the end of the day, it's still just a fun movie of kids. Put it on for kids and they will love it. Hopefully, if you, hopefully you love it too as a parent because I know how much it sucks when it's, like, mindless kid shows on the TV where you're just like, oh my god. I'm done. Please turn this off. Because those are not fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Three, three and a half out of five. I, I enjoyed it. Um, so I was... I'm rating this as... I don't want to put this. Like, re-watching this movie after... Like, way after Robin Williams' passing... But not having watched it since at least a few years before his passing. I feel like it's a little bit more... You could almost see it a little bit more like a character study on him as a person. The child, like the nature that he had. And I don't know why, but that... Watching it this time put a little bit more emotion behind it, like this movie for me. So I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Yeah. It would have been higher, but honestly, that that kid, 
<laughs> that kid. That kid. Just the kid in general. One star just, just, off because just, of that child. Le- legit. That kid. Like his his face. He had the stupid face. Like when he was like snapping out of his fucking. He's like. Hmm. <laughs> so what's your opinion of the daughter? Oh, she's adorable. She is adorable. I kind of wish she was a little bit more sassy. Like she definitely had her sassy a moments. Bit more, a little bit. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just slightly. Teeny tiny. Like because. Like Darla. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I really want you to watch the second Shazam and then let me know what you feel about it. Is she even sassier? Or just about the same? No, just about the same. I would say. And the unicorn scene just is awesome. (laughs) I love it. I personally love it, but whatever. Uh, But yeah, I wish that Maggie was just made a little tiny bit more sassier. Because, like, she definitely was. Especially when she's just like, you're a liar! Our mommy loves us! (laughs) (laughs) Don't listen to him, Jack! I got a Leviosa. Not Leviosa. Oh, God. Yes, absolutely. Positively. Uh, But yes, that is our episode of Hook. And I just realized that we did not decide what our next podcast is going to be. So how about we just leave it a surprise for when the podcast comes out? When we do our next one. And you and I will discuss after this of what actual movie we're going to do next. Mm -hmm. So. (sighs) Our next podcast will be tentative. For now. Redacted. Coming soon to a phone or. Listening device. Listening device near you. TBA. Yes. Uh, but thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, the usual spiel. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your fairy friend that just flies around and forces you to go back to Never Neverland. Save your children. Yeah, I'll tell your butcher, tell your barber, tell uh, the little Weasley man that like works with you that's going to stab you in the back as soon as you turn the other way and try to jack all your money. You could probably tell him, too. Yeah, exactly. Why not? And we hope that you all are enjoying. Don't forget to also follow us on Instagram. I post a lot of movie reviews that I see. Also, I've been... I kind of slacked off a little bit because of all the busyness that I've had recently. Um, Like, the past few days, you know, the weekend was crazy. But I was starting to review each of the Batman live-action movies. Mm -hmm. And also, I'm going to be doing... Animated movies. Animated movies, too, because I hate myself, and I feel like, let's make another list with all the other lists that I'm (laughs) making in my life, and I'm ranking all the Batman movies, animated and live action. So, I I was actually thinking about restructuring my entire um, TikTok, and just making that into the um, Lizard and Panda TikTok. Oh, please do, because, like, that, that, I keep, I I can join you in things, too, because I feel like I'd be more comfortable with that than just by myself, but please, (laughs) like, that would make my life so much better. Yeah, because I feel like I could probably do more on that part. And plus, you still haven't given me the the, the password for this I, because I, you don't remember it. Yeah, and I don't. I don't. I can't figure out how to. Yeah. Give it. Maybe you and I can sit down together and figure it out because mm-hmm. technology scares me sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm good at it to a point, and then I reach a point where I'm just like, "How do, help me?" <laughs> kind of a situation. I, I'm I'm good to a point where. I can intimidate someone into thinking I can hack their shit. Because I know the lingo. That's as far as it goes. 
Yeah, I don't remember how to actually access IP addresses any, anymore. They taught us in um, computer class, though. Yeah, they did. At Pensbury or somewhere else? Yeah, it was Pensbury. Really? Yes. I don't remember this. Yeah, they taught us how to access uh, uh, an IP address. I, for I forgot how to do it. it. It was like you had to be within the same system. And then, like, send out a signal. And then, like, you... Like receive something like I don't remember exactly, but yes, I do not remember learning this at all. But okay, I will take your word for it. I I believe you one hundred percent because you know America. Huh. It was mostly like in the same range as like an IT person when they take over your computer so they can ah, uh, gotcha. still yeah still that's the same thing pretty much yeah. But, yes, um, and then as soon as we figure out what the next movie is going to be, we will do that for our next episode. Yes. So you'll find out then. Yeah. Yes. Surprise. The mystery. This, the anticipation.